Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Families under increased stress during the pandemic and in situations where divorce is pursued may lead to an increase in what is known as parental alienation. Uh, Douglas Todd wrote an amazing piece in, uh, in the Vancouver Sun. One parent divorcing uh, during divorce proceedings, attempting to alienate children in a marriage from the other parent. So what are the legal implications and what are the psychological impacts on children? Scott Taylor is our good friend and contributor to this program, family law specialist, Taylor Law Group in Langley, British Columbia. How are you, Mr. Taylor? I am absolutely doing fine, Roy. Glad to hear that. Absolutely fine. Always good to have you on the show. Well, it's always nice to be here. And and this morning we're going to be talking about a different kind of epidemic, and that's exactly what you've mentioned, parental alienation. Yeah. Dr. Ellie Bolgar is with us. Counseling and family mediation at Fort Langley in British Columbia. Specialty is traumatic stress, attachment, and personality disorders. She provided counseling to families and children referred by the BC Ministry for Children and Families Development Concerning Child Protection. Dr. Bolgar, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I don't know why you hang around with Taylor. I, I wouldn't if I were <laughs> You know, I, I have to say that from time to time, I've referred clients to, to Dr. Bolger, which is the reason I've recommended her very highly. And uh, the, the clients are, are universally uh, very pleased with, with the success. And again, it all involves the children and these relationships, these toxic relationships, Roy, is what this is all about. But you know, I just had to take a little poke at you because we're friends. <laughs> That's what guys do. <laughs> you go right ahead. <laughs> okay, look, uh, um, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Lawyer, would you, and you are a family law specialist, I have to say this, I've always been very impressed with the information you've provided on this program. That's why we ask you back. Um, would you describe parental alienation, and it, this is what you described on your blog, Scott, as the yeah. snake in the grass. Well, it, it's similar. I, 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 what it evoked, an image of a snake in the grass. When I, when I, we, we talk about parental alienation because what, what it is, it, it's a parent poisoning the minds of children against the other parent. And, and typically, the other parent was a formerly loved parent, which just adds to the, which just adds to, to the, the situation, to, to the, the, the toxicity of the situation. And, and what happens in situations when parents separate with children, um, sometimes a parent will try and undermine the relationship for the purpose of limiting or restricting the parenting time uh, with the other parent. And, and there is no better way to do that for, for some of these people than to undermine that relationship. That, that's, that's what they have in mind, is to undermine the relationship by turning those children away from the other parent. And, and that is, it's a, it's a pervasive situation, Roy. It happens right across this country. There are some things that can be done, but it is absolutely the most toxic situation in family law it will ever happen. And they're, so they're weaponizing the kids. They are absolutely weaponizing the children. And when you see situations such as I've seen, Roy, where children are writing notes to the court to explain why they despise this other parent, whom they formerly loved, it is, it is, it is heart-wrenching. It is absolutely, it, it just absolutely the most frustrating experience for parents and, and, and keeps family lawyers like myself occupied when I would rather be doing something else. Yeah. Dr. Bolger, is it fair to say that children are twice impacted, once when their parents break up, 
and the second time when one parent attempts to alienate a child from the other parent. So I'll ask you that, and then what's the immediate impact on a particularly young child, and can or does parental alienation affect children into adulthood? Yes, excuse me. Parental alienation um, has a significant conflict, uh, significant impact on the children, and parental alienation is not really a clinical term. In uh, psychology, we use pathogenic parenting, um, which refers to the protective to the practice that uh, a parent tries to create a pathology in the child. And the parental alienation is um, rooted in an attachment trauma of the alienating parent, typically presenting uh, borderline narcissistic personality disorders. And the divorce, the separation, is re-triggering these early attachment traumas. And the alienating parent is exposing the children into into his or her experience of the, the early attachment trauma, reenacting these early attachment traumas. And the children uh, present different symptoms towards the uh, rejected parents. Um, and we see the lack of empathy. Children don't show lack of empathy. People don't have lack of empathy unless there is autism or psychopathology. Lack of empathy happens when uh, children are alienated. These children present entitlement. They are entitled to have things from the rejected parents. They they present an arrogant, aggressive attitude towards um, the the rejected parent. And the other other symptom is splitting, which is a very black and white thinking that rejected parent can be either bad or good. There is no in-between. And we know that, that people have good qualities and they have some not-so-good qualities. Okay, so do they, Dr. Bulger, do, they, do these children, uh, when they're going through this, and, and the parent who's doing, doing the alienating, doing the weaponizing, knows how to push the buttons on these kids. So they, so they know them. I mean, they've been around them all their, all their young lives. And then maybe the other parent is, is unaware or not as actively involved. I don't know. Let's just say hypothetically that's the case. Do those kids, do those children take those personality, developed personality disorders into their relationships with everybody else they meet? They do. And they, uh, unfortunately, that's the long-term impact on children that they develop narcissistic, uh, borderline personality traits and it is going to affect them in the long run in their relationships. There are children, however, who are resilient to parental alienation, and, uh, and not all children can be alienated. All right. Uh, Scott, do you want to say something before we take a quick break here? Well, I mean, I think, I think Dr. Bulger nailed it, and, and it's really the, long, the short and long-term impact on children which is what is the most important thing that we're, we're speaking about this morning. Okay, so let me just add this, uh, Scott, for you. You said before before I spoke to Dr. Bulger, you said you spend your time dealing with 
these alienation issues when you would rather be doing something else. Yeah. And you and you're yeah. and you're dealing with so many aspects of I'm sure of a family uh, dissolution or the dissolution yeah. of a relationship between between uh, you know parents. What's the antidote, uh, Scott? How, how do you deal with this from a well, legal well, perspective? I, there, there's there's two antidotes. I'm, I'm glad you asked, Roy. Um, the short-term antidote is is exactly what 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 Dr. Bolger having people like Dr. Bolger intervene on a short-term on a short-term basis to provide counseling support for the children to help the children explain the circumstances to, to provide again counseling support for the children. But there's a, a long a longer-term antidote, and this is something that I have been advocating for years, Roy, and that is when parents separate, there should be legislation that says the default position when parents separate is going to be equivalent or shared parenting. And you know, absent, absent violence, absent unwillingness on the part of a parent to have shared parenting, because it would absolutely minimize any incentive whatsoever, Roy, to undermine or, or to be engaged in parental alienation. There would be no reason to undermine the relationship if the children spent the same amount of time with each parent. Yeah, so just thinking of what you said before, before what, I, again, before I spoke with Dr. Bulger, you said that kids will sometimes write uh, a note or a letter to a judge saying, I don't want to deal with this parent. Uh, I want to deal only with this parent. And and that just sounds like it's been contrived that the kid's been oh, programmed right, right, into right, that thinking, right? right? I, I've had situations where children are writing and saying that the dad dated underage girls. I mean, how, how would how would a seven year old know that dad, let's say, dated underage girls? I mean, where, where is where is the child hearing this from? <laughs> you know, the child wasn't there at the time of this alleged incident. Mm-hmm. But you will see. Things like that that clearly, and the other thing, Roy, the other thing which, I, which I've seen is that you'll see different kinds of handwriting in these notes. You'll, you'll see what is apparently the, the handwriting of a six-year-old, and then you'll see the handwriting looks completely different. And you're saying, you're, well, who, who wrote that who wrote portion that? of the note? And there's yeah. only one conclusion, one reasonable conclusion that can be made is it's not the child that's writing this. Yeah. So that Scott, it, it is absolutely, uh, uh, it, it's terrible. Hold on. But, but often the, uh, the alienating parent hides behind the child, and the child comes to believe that it is me who doesn't want to see, who don't want to see my father or my mom, uh, because the child becomes sensitive to the alienating parent's emotions and communications. And there are examples for, um, for example, um, one. Um, little boy goes over to visit the dad and and the mom and when he comes home from the visit the mom would ask how was your visit with your dad oh we spent the afternoon watching a hockey game and the mom's reaction oh is that all that you did just watch the hockey game so i am the one who has to do the homework with you so in this case the child becomes sensitive to the alienating parents emotions and moods and feels guilty to acknowledge any positive things about the rejected parent. And, and it turns out that the older the child, the more this child is able to communicate. It is me who don't want to have any okay. relationship with my parent. Okay, it's Dr. Bolger, we have Perry on the line from Kelowna, British Columbia. Perry, how does this, uh, this parental alienation fit into your life? Well, um, what happened to me personally was... Uh, 
it was a paternity case where these children were born from another father during my marriage with my wife. And um, what was happening <clears throat> over time was the, the, the mother did everything that she could possibly do to, uh, uh, of course, alienate me from these children because she didn't want the truth to ever be known of, uh, of the fate of the children. And, um, Her infidelity through, to you, right? I went through uh, defamatory slander. Uh, I went through the whole nine yards. And, and one of your guests mentioned narcissistic uh, personality, and there was nothing more true to that case of mine was with the mother's influence on, on the children. So, Perry, let me bring Dr. Bolgar in, because Dr. Bolgar was talking about the narcissism. Dr. Bolgar, go ahead, please. Uh, yes, often it is uh, the narcissistic personality trait. It's a result of the fracture uh, in attachment relationship. And uh, the narcissistic splitting uh, the very results this very black and white thinking that when the person experiences abandonment or uh, an ego uh, uh, hit by the divorce, then the hatred, the anger, is displayed in this narcissistic behavioral traits and 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 the desire to punish. Okay, the, let me just get let me just bring Scott into this as well, only because we're so squeezing as much as we can into the half hour. <laughs> Scott, when, when you're listening to Perry, what are you hearing? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 well, first off, I feel sad that the situation that that situation arose in the first place, um, and, and it's really crucial i think roy when this is happening and you had the other situation where the individual said look if i ever separate with with children i'm not going to do the same thing that happened to me but what i'm suggesting is if if, if you are a parent who feels a, a separated parent who feels that this is happening this is an ongoing thing that's happening now far far better to recognize it and to take steps now rather than you know, you're an adult now, you'll never do it to your children, but it is so critical. If this is what you feel is happening, right. to act now, because okay. children are vulnerable. They're the most, you know, they're the most precious asset we have, but also the most vulnerable asset we have. Perry, how did this, how, Perry, how did this turn out for you? It didn't turn out very well. <laughs> I've moved on in my life. Uh, she continues to control the the thinking of these children, and uh, I've tried to contact them. I've tried to be, do everything in my power to, to contact them and, and, and talk to them, but uh, it's uh, it's an, it's I, it's it's impossible with that kind yeah. of influence on these children. I, I mean, Constant you've got a powerful and repeating, person. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, thank you, Perry. Right, thank you, thank you for the suggest, call. Right, what I might suggest to that caller. Because of the estrangement of the situation, and I've had situations like this, I always Scott. I have just a few seconds. The parent uh, to at least try and maintain contact w with the child, regardless of okay. the influence of the other parent. But okay. but to continue because without that contact, without that continuous regular contact, then right. the child will simply believe that the other parent has abandoned them, and, and the situation okay. just basically continues. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green.
Have a great weekend.